Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk a bunch of animated shows and movies here with new podcasts every other Wednesday. Find everything about us at OverlyAnimated.com. I'm your host, Dylan Heisen, and I will be joined shortly by Allie and April to talk about the uh, latest run of the Owl House episodes, episodes 6 to 10 of season 2. We had a great discussion about that, so you can check that out. Find the time description, uh, the timestamp in the podcast description for when that discussion starts and when we get into various topics, and there was a ton to talk about there. Um in terms of the podcast schedule, uh, if you are hoping for the miracul- next Miraculous Ladybug podcast, that will be coming next. Our next podcast on September 1st will be on the latest four episodes of Ladybug that have aired in the U.S., so a little bit longer to wait about that. But I'm sure it will be worth it to hear all of our thoughts on these episodes, including Wishmaker. Very exciting stuff. I know this will be hotly anticipated. Before we get to the Owl House, I wanted to briefly get into some of the recent great things that have been airing in Western animation um, as part of our What We've Been Watching segment, and there's a ton of stuff that's been airing. I will not be covering everything, just the stuff I have seen, but to get into some things quickly, I wanted to start by highlighting Centaur World, actually. Uh, Its first season aired on Netflix recently. It's 10 episodes. It is a very weird and unique show. I think it's so much fun. I think it's one of my favorite things this year. Uh, it is, I would describe it as like a combination of Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts and My Little Pony. <laughs> like, uh, but but it's also a few, full musical series, which is, I think, one of the main draws. The music is great. And it also, in addition to all this, features a combination of animation styles, which you know is my thing. So it's really, uh, that's a really cool aspect done by two different studios. Um, it's very goofy, but if you, uh, whether you're into that or not, if you stick with it to the end, there's a very dark and incredible kind of conclusion to the season. So highly, highly recommend checking out Centaur World. Uh, next is Rick and Morty season five, which we've now seen eight episodes of, um, and the one hour season finale is coming in September, which is very exciting. Um, I think this has been a very good season of Rick and Morty. Uh, that being said, it is, I think, a little different from past seasons because I I think a lot of these middle episodes of the season have been much more self-contained, a little bit more wacky, um, probably a a result of just what we're going to see now from this 100-episode order. I think these have been more hit-or-miss episodes for some people, so I could tell you which ones I I particularly liked in the middle of the season, but I think it's going to vary for people. Uh, I loved the Thanksgiving episode, the turkey, the the dumb turkey episode. Uh, I actually thought it was like one of the best ever (laughs) Rick and Morty episodes, like top five amazing episode. It was so funny. Um, There are are other fun ones, too. Uh, The most recent one that just aired episode eight, more of a plot episode, a big kind of lore with the uh, bird person Rick history, including a potentially big mythology reveal that our Rick's original Beth died. Uh, That was kind of thrown in there, but we'll see if that's followed up on. Um, So uh, exciting, exciting stuff from Rick and Morty heading into the season finale. Tuca and Birdie just wrapped up an excellent second season uh, with uh, the season finale just there, and it was really gorgeous. Um, I thought the last four episodes of the season were all like really, really good. Um, it's really good stuff about Tuca's kind of unhealthy relationship with Kara, um, especially episode nine. I thought that was one of the best ones of the season. Um, episode four, st- or previously still one of my favorites. That was the Tuca and Knight episode. Um, and uh, 
Tuca as a character this season was just has just been really excellent. So I've been I loved that. And uh, just a, a great season of Tuca and Birdie and renewed for season three now. So that's very exciting. Central Park uh, just wrapped up the like first half of its second season, I think, and the last three episodes all really good, um, including two like really, really good episodes. Central Park has been occasionally uh, some of the best uh, episodes on TV. Episode six, the shadow episode, weird, emotional. It was great. Uh, episode eight with the Lego and uh, the Lego style fantasies was just excellent as well. So um, some great songs in that one. Uh, impressive stuff from Central Park. I hope they can keep it going. And then two last things. Uh, what If has started airing on Disney+. Plus. I've just seen the first episode so far. That came out last week. Uh, which, so this is the show. is a Marvel show. A big deal. Animated uh, full Marvel series. Um, it's like alternate timelines for the Marvel movies. The first one was about what if Peggy was Captain America. She's Captain Carter. It was, it was really fun. It's pretty campy, but I thought it was fun. I thought it looked really good. Um, so I thought it was a fun premiere to What If. Um, and uh, Vivo is a new movie on Netflix featuring songs from Lin-Manuel Miranda. And uh, I thought it was a very fun movie. Uh, very emotional at the beginning and the end and some great songs in it. So I think worth checking out. It's time to talk The Owl House. Uh, we're talking episodes 6 to 10 of season 2 um, as I'm now joined by Ali Martin. Hey. And April Collins. Hi there. Yes, back to talk Owl House as the first half of season two has just concluded, season 2A. Um, and we have not yet discussed any of episodes six to 10, except for episode eight, because we had a, a brief podcast on it. So in this podcast, we will cover Hunting Palisman, Ida's Requiem, uh, Knock Knock Knocking on Hootie's Door, Eclipse Lake, and Yesterday's Lie. Uh, you let, for us, Yesterday's Lie just aired. Uh, we're going to be talking about that, the kind of mid-season finale, in addition to the rest of the episodes. We did have a Hootie's Door Lumity-specific podcast that you can check out um, on anywhere you're finding this podcast if you want the Lumity thoughts from episode 8. This will be 90%, cross our fingers, non-Lumity discussion <laughs> on this podcast. We're going to talk about everything that's not Lumity. There were we Lumity moments in Eclipse Lake, so we will reference those, but I have it at the bottom of the outline. Um, but, you know, whenever it comes up, and there's one Lumity line in yesterday's lives. That's it. That's it. So... <laughs> Most of this podcast, if you're not as into the Luz and Amity romance, will be not about that. Um, although, who isn't? Um, turn and, back now. No, don't turn back. Sorry. That would have been last podcast. But I mean, actually, I do have. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to bring up Lumity in one of the <laughs> one of the first wow. topics. Just because I, re- I think it I think it relates. Listen, it's important, and it is. It does yeah, really more about character motivation than the actual. But yes. yeah. Um, so you know, it'll time. But we have a lot of stuff that you know we haven't talked about. Hunter, about rain, all, all this stuff, um, in addition to the stuff that just happened in yesterday's lies. So uh, check the podcast description if you want some timestamps for hopefully, if unless the discussion bleeds into itself on what when we talk about various things. But yes, we're getting into these five episodes of the Owl House. Spoilers for all of episodes uh, up to episode 10 of season two of the Owl House. Make sure you have seen yesterday's lie. We are going to get into it right away. And then come back and listen to this discussion. So let's start with yesterday's lie that just aired, um, which uh, I don't know if I want to say like epic mid-season finale, but uh, in its own right, I think uh, pretty, pretty big yeah. episode. So yeah. like, let's see, you know, fresh on our minds, uh, we could just start with kind of like reactions and what you thought of the episode. Uh, Allie, what did you think? Well, I really enjoyed it, and I thought, well, going in, just the whole fandom was like collectively terrified, and I was too. I thought it would be... 
more kind of like upsetting in the like tr- um like traumatic parent not traumatic parent but like traumatic experiences with parenting way but i thought it was handled really well and i'm glad we got finally a backstory into quote-unquote creepy lose who's not creepy at all and they need to be protected um i enjoyed it a lot i think it's a good cliffhanger to stay on even if it's not like quote-unquote epic like you said it's epic in its own right because it showed what a wonderful mother camila is after everybody was worried about her i'm worried for lose it's uh, just i want more so (laughs) i think it did its job pretty well um it was pretty great Nice. Yeah, I'd say like localized maybe of a, of a finale. You know, we did not, not Bellis yeah. isn't really a factor other than some more building of um, some slight motivation. Still have the, you know, we get the portal and some door. But... potential backstory that we'll get into later, yes. maybe. Yes. Um, yeah. Portal door still could be made in the future, I guess, but they didn't fully get it working anyway. Um, and yeah, how dare the fandom have called her Creepy Lose? This is uh, <laughs> all of your faults. I'm pretty sure we've called her Creepy Lose repeatedly, but also I think Nicole called her creepy lose and that's why everyone stuck onto it yeah um, um lose's voice mean, actress she's i mean yeah creepy before but uh yeah there you go uh, uh, april what did you think of this episode it I, I agree that it was not what i thought it was going to be based i mean even like the title feels a little misleading i have no idea why this episode is called yesterday's live yeah after I having was, watched it yeah i was trying to figure it out but I, I don't know. I was kind of <laughs> like, like she told a lot of lies yesterday. Here's a new one, maybe. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess that kind of works, but yes. that's the thing. It was today's lie. Sorry, yeah. Anyways. It was like the now lie. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. Uh, not definitely not what I thought for like a mid-season finale, but I think it did help. Like we did get a lot of answers to things that we had kind of been like wondering such as creepy lose who she is what she's doing um and i think it leaves a lot of potential to go forward in the future because um, you know something that liz has really been focusing on was just like letting her mother know like where she is that she's okay um and we we got that so now Mm. i'm you know i'm kind of excited to see how how Luz progresses forward. I mean, obviously she's still going to try and get back to her mom, but it's, it seems like it's a different like motivation coming out of it. Yeah. That's interesting. We'll talk about that uh, from Luz's motivation. I thought it was a great episode. Um, It was, you know, I think we were trying to speculate what's going to be with creepy Luz. How how does it even work? Is it going to be like Bellows tied in? This was like the more, um, uh, this was the more like localized, quieter, I guess, answer. But I I really like it because now it's like all this Bellows stuff is still in play. And it's like so much, so much interesting kind of hinting that we've gotten from these past five episodes, which I want to talk about pretty soon. But um, I kind of like how it like still like most stuff is set up for the second half of the season. We resolve this one. uh, It's it's it was a really good episode, really different from the rest of the Owl House, like mostly on Earth. Um, It's uh, the this I think the highlight scene with the Luz and Camila in the rain um, with the promise. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a gorgeous, amazing scene um the uh, v is is great the whole episode um i think it's like one of the best ones of the season um even if it's um different and maybe not what people are expecting um just... and that scene especially at the end like you mentioned with oh. camila loses one of the best if not the best from the season yeah i really liked it um that yeah that it's just gorgeously animated and great uh character emotional moments there um so uh you know, I, I like it, like what I so I like that. Um, even though it's uh, 
maybe isn't like epic in the grand scheme of the plot. I like that most most stuff is still in play in the second half of the season. Sets up a lot of potential interesting things uh, coming with with Bellos, with all of our other aspects of the show. Um, and I do really like it for Luz's character, which I want to get into. But let's talk about uh, the answer to to who Creepy loses is is, uh, is V, who's a basilisk. Um, and uh, <laughs> I can't believe we didn't put it together. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, bas- basilisks were in the the first day episode uh, in season one. Pretty pretty minor thing that they they kind of brought back, but I don't think that really matters. That that was from season one is just kind of tied in a little bit. And apparently, V went through the portal right when Luz came in the in the. I feel pilot. like it tied in completely because the whole thing was like they shouldn't exist, and she's a shapeshifter in season one, the basilisk. So like, it just I'm surprised it went over our heads. And you mentioned that like we were all thinking like, is it a, is Bellos connected somehow? Is Ida connected somehow? Now I feel like the conspiracy theorist guy, the flat earther in this episode. <laughs> Look, there's some other uh, other conspiracy theories we have about the uh, we have about Bellos and, and Hunter specifically. Oh no, those I, are, I think those are going to be much more warranted than yeah, these. Definitely. Look, I think we always knew the creepy loose stuff was like a shot a shot in the dark. We didn't really know what was going on here, but um, so this is just like something. Yeah, it, it's nice that it ties into something that from season one, even if it wasn't like a big part of the show, um, is interesting. There's potentially basilisks and. Uh, Grimwalkers in play, as they seem kind of similar, but we don't know anything about Grimwalkers yet. That's, that's okay. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, yeah, so just, you know, just V was, uh, just came into the portal when Luz went. Um, Ali, what did you think of meeting V here? I'm sorry I ever doubted you, precious child. You must be protected. <laughs> I just feel so. <laughs> this is like everyone's joking about how it's a quicker redemption than Lilith, and it only took a week for that to happen. This happened in like two seconds. Um, no, she's perfect. I just, I loved getting the um, background of, like, how she got to the human realm. I thought it was going to be, like, when Luz opened the portal at the end of season one instead of at the beginning when she first went to the Boiling Isles. So I was like, oh, that's not really a subversion, but it was surprising. Um, yeah, I mean, I also like how she, I mean, are we going to get to, like, spoilers later in the episode? I like that she bonded with the people, like, at camp. Like, she kind of made Luz nerd friends. Yeah. Um, She's just she's the best. And when I heard her voice, I was like, oh, my God, Michaela Dietz. Hello. Yeah. More uh, voiced by Michaela Dietz, who's Amethyst and Steven Universe. It very much sounds like her. It's fun. She's in Adventure Time, too, recently, I think. So, oh, yeah. Love, love hearing her pop up in, in these shows recently. April, what do you think of V? She's so sweet. And I love that, like, her, her intentions going through have been pure from the beginning. Mm. And she just wanted, like, companionship and... You know, I'm I'm glad that like she, you know, was just taking. I, I mean, essentially taking care of Camila the whole time. So, and again, just like living a normal life. You know, went to camp. I'm assuming she had a great time, and <laughs> like, and like, I'm not like. I feel like, yeah, her sort of redemption with Luz was very quick, but also that's so within, like, Luz's character at the same time is to just be, like, to immediately see that, like, oh, she doesn't mean any harm and, like, and to help her out. So I I definitely like that that subversion because we all thought she was going to be evil. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, thank goodness goodness she's just precious. Um, And I, I enjoyed her. She was... She was sweet. I that's all like that's the best way to sum it up. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's she's precious. I, I loved her and Luz uh throughout the episode interacting. Um and uh 
you know, I, I assume this is mostly going to be like a one episode character, although, you know, she'll probably come back at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. it was like yeah. it was just a fun, fun one episode character, I think, here. Um, she had a tarot card reading that is talking about her destiny. So, like, she could come back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she I'm and, assuming and, it was definitely about Luz, but it could be about both of them. Was pre- well, presumably she's, you know, she's staying with Camila after. So when, you know, whenever Luz does come back uh, mm-hmm. to Earth, you know, she'll mm-hmm. be there. Presumably she'll factor into at least like some sort of epilogue. Um, but yeah, I mean, this ties into the the second major part, I think, coming out of this episode, which is the promise that uh, Camila wants Luz to make. Um, and, you know, in and of itself, you know, you could say, is it important? Is it not important? Um but just tying to how this this is is about Luz's character, uh, which is you know after in that rain scene, uh, Luz you know Luz ends up telling Camille everything that's happened, so now she knows, and she she Luz, she says um, after like knowing that Luz chose to stay in the Boiling Isles in season one, um, Camille makes Luz promise she'll stay on Earth when she gets back, which Luz seems a little bit reluctant to to say, but she was being pulled back. Um, so I think a, a potentially big moment, at least emotionally, kind of for the two characters. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think so. And I know, just like, hope that they get to talk more somehow. Yeah, because like at the surface, like Camille asking her asking that of Luz is kind of a lot and a little like like a red flag, at least for me. But, I mean, I'm sure that if she understood, like, you know, how Luz essentially has a family over there, her girlfriend's exactly. over there, like, that it's not necessarily a bad place. Mm. Um, and I think if, she, you know, Luz just got the opportunity to explain that, you know, I wasn't trying to run away from you or, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't that she had a bad life. It was just it, this is the life in the boiling aisles is more suited to her. So. Yeah. I I think it's a good point that she, you know, she doesn't know all the details, even Lula Luz has tried to explain some of Mm -hmm. it to her. You know, did Luz mention Amity during her explanation? We didn't hear it. I need Um, to know. We need need to know. (laughs) I just have to know if she mentioned anybody. Cause like even King at the end was like, did you mention me? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't believe you. She might not have. You see Mita would be the first person to mention. Um, Although, you know, it might be like something she'd be hesitant to say. Like I have a new What if she only mentioned Hootie? Because uh, yeah, be the last person to mention, but uh, just Hootie. Know. Wow, I'm living in a house. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to explain the concept of the exactly, owl house, Hootie yeah. might come. Okay, okay, fair. Um, yeah, that and is then to explain how she got a girlfriend because Hootie made Lumity oh, Cannon. You, I think you can tell that story. Okay, so we're already going, we're already getting into Lumity. I'm sorry, Luz and Amity ten years from now saying how they got together. They're not going to say, "Oh, Hootie set us up." Like they're gonna yes, they're they gonna are. find us version of the story that doesn't include Hootie. I'm going to commission someone to write a fanfic that, like, they're married 30 years later with a child, and they say, do you want to know how we got together? We had an owl house set us up. Yeah. We had an owl house. If they go to a party and they're just, okay, a casual story, like, how did you, like, how did you guys uh, ask each other out? Like, they're not going to do this whole hootie elaborate. An owl threw me into a tunnel of love. I know. No, it wasn't. (laughs) What's a tunnel of love? (laughs) Because Amity oh, didn't know. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Uh, now, will I remember what what we're talking <laughs> Sorry. about? Sorry, we're talking about um, Camila and Luz. Oh, I, I just want to talk about Camila as a character for a second. Like, I know a lot yes. of people, a lot of people in the family in the fandom did, um, you know, assume uh, she was like maybe not a great mom. Um, and I think it's like you know at least warranted to have like some suspicions about that just after her brief appearance in yes. in the pilot. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I think she she comes across obviously extremely well in this episode. But I do think she's you know. 
she's complex. Um, you know, it's like not great to try to like force her to promise this, but she doesn't have all the information. I think it's extremely understandable after she did just learn that Luz was like purposefully staying away from her. Um, so I, you know, I don't, I don't, and also uh, just that her daughter away. hasn't actually been living with her for however yes, long. It's a lot, a lot been. to put on her. Yeah. On top of that, there's the picture of the whole family. I guess if they're still a family, her dad is not really in the shot so people are like maybe they got a divorce and like it hit her really hard so she already has trauma of people leaving her so that could make it more right, we yeah we don't know sad. Luz's dad is is like it's one of those things where he, he's in the there's a picture with him but his face is is like blurred out like it's like the light the glare is you know, on top we of have it no idea um, it's just an assumption and if it's yeah. correct it would just make everything so much worse in that way presumably you know they're not yeah. together in, in some form but um yeah i mean she's extremely strong throughout this episode and uh yeah. pretty pretty kick butt um if you will and uh you know i, I don't you know i don't not necessarily mad at her like in any sense for this reaction at the end i do that being said i do think she is like a complex uh mother who like you know there's some bad things like probably she shouldn't have tried to send her to that camp in the beginning but uh you know as as we see we see the other side like you get a bad impression in the pilot but then right here uh we see like right after that she she sees who she thinks is lose uh and um there she's like really nice like let's drive together or something so yeah. um you know we we're like and missing a, lot, a lot of, of a lot of in- information of our impression of her i would say at the beginning when she's talking to V who she thinks is Luz and she's like oh yeah camp did change you and she like you could tell that like maybe this was a mistake because you're losing your creativity like that's yeah. the vibe I got from her and um, another she, thing she, is she missed Luz is what it was yeah she uh, encourages Luz's creativity at, at some point in this episode as well so um, it was not Pretty as simple throughout it seems like I mean even yeah. in the beginning she's like you used to love making me things and then I mean, apart from the anime, because anime was a mistake. Like, at the end, she's like, oh, I'm glad you're still staying creative, you know, throughout. Yeah. Yeah. So, in general, like, just a much more positive uh, picture of Camila. In you know, there are, like, some faults for sure, as, as but, you know, she's has a lot. she's human. That's she's how human, and she has a lot, on her, a lot on her shoulders, especially yeah, she, in this episode well, of her life. There, there was a lot on her shoulders that we didn't know about, and now we kind of know some of the mm. things that are on her shoulders. So. Yeah. And so, and so, like, Luz generally has a great loving mom, and this is kind of what I want to talk about with Luz's character motivation, because... Um, maybe at some, to a certain extent, yesterday's lie seems like a weird choice as a mid-season finale. Uh, it doesn't involve Velos, barely involves Boiling Isles. But I would say, like, when thinking about the Owl House, then the core of the show is Luz, Luz and her coming to the Boiling Isles and her pull between her home and this new place that she's also found a home in and she's fallen in love with. And that's like the emotional core of the show, I would say. So mm-hmm. um, we see this episode demonstrates the the side at on Earth because it's already powerful. Just that's just like was where she came from. It's her home. It's like everything she knows. But now we also like have this this powerful emotional relationship with Camila, who we know is 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 overall great. And um, they love each other. So I think that's going to be pulling at her as we have the rest of the season in the Boiling Isles and um, all these things that Luz has come to love over there. And this is when I wanted to bring up Lumity because um, yeah. I, th- I think like uh, it's it's we've talked we've all were like oh I really hope they get together during this during the show it would be so great so different but like especially for the character motivations like uh, Lumity Sir Luz and Am- Amity Amity and Luz's life serves as like a strong emotional pull towards the Boiling Isles opposite of Camila at Earth. 
Um, so the fact that they're dating now, it's like, it's real. It's like, it's not just like, oh, I like her, but who knows if we'll ever be together, whatever, I'll just go back. Like this, she's like something like tangible pulling her with, with her relationship with Amity to the Boiling Isles. And that's like a really kind of impossible position for Luz to be in emotionally. She can't like, she's not going to want to like give up either one, give up her mom and Earth or Amity and the Boiling Isles, in addition to, of course, Ida and King and everyone else who she loves over there. Um, but And then uh, on the flip side, kind of both flip sides, I guess, neither like Camila and everybody on the Boiling Isles doesn't want to give Luz up either. So it's like, it's impossible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, unless Bellos's plan goes <laughs> goes through, which we'll talk well, about. But... And I, I think the other um, very like stark, like contrast between like Camila and Earth and then like Ida and King on the Boiling Isles is that especially and this is kind of adds a little bit more weight to Camila asking or making or asking Luz to promise that she won't leave again is because it's it seems that like the idea of Luz finding a way back to the human world or realm is not so that she can just go back but so for her to sort of live her life in both spaces Please. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure, I can't remember who exactly, but at the end of the episode, well, uh, someone was just like, oh, I can't wait to meet your mom or something to that effect. And so, it's, again, it's like, like, she, it's not, it's like the combining of the worlds versus, like, the harsh separation for them. Yeah. So I think this is like the setup to the second half of the season is these pulling emotional factors on Luz. And like, to me, this is like the most important thing, even more mm-hmm. than more so than the Bellos, like actual plot of the show heading in. And so it's like, yeah, how, no. is, how is this yeah, going to no. be resolved? How is Luz going to end up, you know, like for now, she still in theory doesn't is not able to make a real portal. This was like their best attempt. And she didn't actually get back to Earth. Um, that being said, they have, I definitely noticed it was just one finger of the, the Titan blood filled glove that they yeah. should tear off. So they do have more to make an attempt in the future. Um, in addition to Bellos's attempt, which presumably will happen uh, pretty soon. Uh, Maybe so, in the opening of the next half of the season. Maybe it won't go yeah. well or as well as we were expecting. Yeah, let's, let's let's come back to that in a second. But um, I mean, yeah, the the door versus day of unity is there a difference? Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I just I love how this episode sets that up and bringing Camila back into into it is is really important for Luz's character. And this was just so, so great, such a great episode for Luz's character. It just like I don't know, like makes everything with like Ida better, makes Lumity better in its own right, just as like the com- complex emotional uh, motivations of the main character of the show. Um, so. Uh, I, I did. I did end up really liking this as as kind of a mid season finale. Um, and yeah, this promise. And is like the the you know is the promise like is it binding? No. Like Camila could probably be understanding if she had more information, right? But um, it's just like a, it's a, it's a thing that could be referenced uh, that can weigh on lose. I think uh, in the mm-hmm. future. Um, yeah. And now she's gonna keep lying to her other family. Like she's telling the truth to her mom, but like her second mom, I know. she's like, mom can't wait to meet you, but no, stop yeah. lying. Yeah. She didn't, yeah. She didn't uh, tell them about everything at the end. Do you and... think she'll confide in any of her friends, including her girlfriend? Cause right. I'm it's worried like, she's she going to tell... lie to them. I know. I, I feel like Amity would be the first person she wouldn't tell about this. Uh... I know. Uh, yeah. I was... Cause she's I... like, you already have issues with your mom. I'm not going to put my burden on you. It'd just, it'd just be like a lot for Amity to worry about. Like, Oh, I might never see Luz again if she has to oh, go God, back and too. stay with her mom. Um, yeah. yeah, in addition to her own parent stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I do, ho- I do hope she's able to talk to someone. There's nice she's able to talk to 
Camila and V here in this Hootie. episode. Um, <laughs> Just talk to Hootie. Look, Hootie, Hootie look, we were coming off of Hootie being fairly reliable, so it's not the probably it's not true. the worst That's, option. Yeah. I'm not really saying it as a joke. It's true. Yeah, I mean, it would be great if she was able to be open with Amity about this. I mean, you know, they're they're newly dating, so I don't know if this is um, yeah, but like maybe eventually. Yeah, it feels like it's going to come up maybe in like part of the season two finale, and then it's just, she's going to be sad. Amity's going to be sad. It does come up at some point. It has to when it's inconvenient. It, of yeah, when it's the most inconvenient. First kiss. And no. if, if you're thinking about Lumity again, you know, I said 90% non Lumity, but uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the like drama with Lumity is this like, it's like, will Luz be able to stay with Amity in the Boiling Isles in any capacity? Will Amity be able to go to Earth? Like, it's not, you know, it's not like there's homophobia, there's human phobia. It's like, will they be able to be together there from human phobia? <laughs> human phobia. Well, yeah. But again, that's why, like, it seems like Luz's perception, because she talked about, like, bringing Amity to earth things Mm -hmm. so again it feels like she's expecting the door to be like exactly that a door definitely in Luz's ideal world she'd be able to go between the places yeah yeah which is fine i mean that's how it was in the beginning of the show so um you know just bring it back bring back the og yeah give us the original plot back thanks i know but (laughs) standing in their way is bellow so that'll be our next topic but before that okay let's bring in the other four episodes uh so a lot here uh just incorporating them and just gets uh, overall thoughts on how that you've liked owl house this first half of the season specifically you know episode six to ten and you know if you want to like reference a favorite episode or a part of the show that you've really connected with Allie. oh no uh, <laughs> well overall obviously i've been loving it so much and i i have to keep reminding myself that this is the or was the quote-unquote happier half which, I mean, it does track because a lot of great things have happened, even though, like, you know, building up to, uh, well, I'll say, like, in each episode, like, the quote-unquote, like, traumatic elements of the plot have that build up. But then in the end, most of the time it's been resolved in a really beautiful way. Um, if I had to pick a favorite episode, it's definitely going to be one of the Lumity ones. But I also, I loved Ida's Requiem so much because of Rain and also... Um, Hunting Palisman because of Hunter. Like, they're two of my favorite characters now and they're just uh, I don't know what I'm at. I feel like I'd have to pick knock 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 on a hoodie store because you can't not um, <laughs> for the Lumity and for, for everything yeah no for Lumity okay. <laughs> but also for everything yeah Harpy Eda yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, too April. much is happening sorry yeah I agree April what about you how, about, how are you enjoying Al House uh, do you have a favorite episode uh, I feel like <laughs> knock knock knocking on Hootie, Hootie's door is everyone's favorite so I'm not I'm I'm not going to say yeah, that, even though we all know the truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> that being said, um, I really, it's funny because the episodes that I would pick, uh, like both of them include Hunter. I don't know why I'm slightly fascinated with his character. You and um, the whole fandom. We right, know why. I, we'll get into it. I don't, I'm just, it's, it's fine. So, um, Definitely enjoyed Eclipse Lake. I love, like, Amity and Hunter sort of, like, at odds against each other. Um, And for, like, two totally different reasons. And, like, I love that it's not, like, one of those, like... Like, Amity's obviously doing what she's doing for Luz. But I love that, like, Hunter's not doing it. Like, not doing anything for Luz. Like, he's doing his own thing. So I really enjoyed that. Um, And... (laughs) I 
enjoyed like hunting Palisman because the we get the lose and hunter sort of like dynamic laid out before us. But like the whole Palisman thing is so like it's it's been like a deep part of this the allure of the entire show. And so I love the idea of Luz like carving her own palisman. I love that Ida and King went and got it for her. Um, and I can't wait to see like what it is that she decides to create eventually. Oh my god! I know it didn't I come up it. in the last episode. Um, yeah, that was and, a lot of other things. And going I like on. that. Like from that episode, like we also got to see like Hunter with like the cardinal like palisman. Mm. So <laughs> name still. Um, little rascal in the fandom you you would know i don't know i wouldn't i'm only on twitter i'm gonna call him little rascal okay Rascal. so at some point he does ask what his name is and he's like yeah Yeah, thanks we get a palisman translator anybody i know i know we need it also amity's palisman is a white cat named Named Ghost. ghost i love that i mean i'm pretty sure it's definitely based off dana's cat but also that's the perfect name for a white cat like, yeah. come on. Sir Direwolf. Um, yeah, no, it's a good I name knew I was. <laughs> I mean, <Why>? yeah. <laughs> that's Why? what I thought of right Get away. Out of here. I know. Because, oh, no, I did too. It's uh, the end, the, speaking of Luz and her, pal- and her making her palisman, the end of episode six, she says she's going to wait um, it, because it's hard to picture her future without seeing her mom. Well, yeah. she just saw her mom. So I think it's very much in play that the opening scene of the second half of the season is maybe her making her palisman. Just um, let her, let's see or- some blueprints. I was going to say, or her, like, uh, obsessing over, like, different Or, like, what she yeah, could be, like, an I just think her, like, with hand-drawn, like, pictures, like, yes. throwing them in, like, Ida or Amity's face, like, well, I really like this tiger, but then... Like... <laughs> yeah, that'd be, it would be fun. Every, everyone in the fandom thinks that she will have a bat palisman, um, because... Well, there are other options, but this is now the most the, pre- the prevailing option. theory, yeah. In her, her like, uh, Tamagotchi avatar was a bat in Eclipse Lake. Um, and her and phone case is a bat. Her phone case is a bat, it's, and, uh, you know, she... And beta like beta lose had a bat uh, like a baseball <laughs> bat uh so people have people have thought so of losing as bad it's gonna be bats i mean that's what everyone thinks I, and it's, then she's it's, gonna it checks lead, out, tell think. tell us your theory that she's gonna lead the revolution obviously well yeah i i, I made the connect, yeah the the eat the, the, requiem the, the rebellion is called the bats so i'm like oh is this a sign that uh yeah reads the no it totally line. is i'm on board 1000 percent. so yeah, yeah interesting interesting bat uh symbology or whatever now going on um also, it's gonna be such a cute little bat that she makes i know it would be good <laughs> and but there's also the bat queen that would be interesting that, and she's they're like really good friends uh there was I don't know what like bats symbolize, but it has to be something related to Luz's personality or like her plot that's happening. Yeah, we're gonna rehabilitate their image after COVID, so they will be they'll be good, <laughs> good, good bats here. Um, okay, well, yeah, they, this the Al has been has been really good. Um, I was really impressed with this run of episodes. I kind of like this talking about six to ten together. I think it's like uh, a really a great great group yeah. that kind of makes sense to talk about. Like uh, I, the big thing is like this is just so jam packed. These episodes, all mm-hmm. all five of these, like potentially overstuffed uh but definitely jam-packed um i i i did like go back and rewatch them for this and they worked even better i think the second time just because there's like so much stuff to take in it's really hard to like really process fully every single thing that happens like there's a ton of bellow stuff we're gonna go over here which i didn't fully uh put together um that 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 information is really doled out well throughout every single episode here 
Um, this like the second half of the first half is just so much to unpack. It, it's a, so much to unpack. We're going to try to here. I will say overall, I, I've started to be really, really reminded of Gravity Falls' second season. Yes. Oh my God. This, yes. With this season. Because Gravity Falls season two, it was like pretty chill season one. And then it just went like it barreled ahead with Off the plot the in season two. And, and, I, and I actually, I feel that way. Like Owl House at times was like pretty chill in season one. And we have gone full, really like heavy plot this season. Oh so, yeah. Uh, because you it, had to do all that exposition in the first season. Yeah. Um, That's what but, first seasons are for. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, is it factored in that the show is, is, is not getting as much as they thought? Is they, or was this the plan yeah. all along to go that, you know, but either way, uh, it's, it's, it's been a lot. I think to varying degrees of success, but overall, like, very successful. Like, Huntic Palisman is so stuffed, but it has that, like, strong uh, Luz and Hunter emotional core. Same with Eclipse Lake and Amity and Hunter. So I think those are great episodes. Yesterday's Live is more chill. I think those, uh, although there's a ton of stuff there. Um, Hootie's Door is also, like, be- more chill because it's, like, spread out into the three plots. So I think that episode is, is great. But um, all I, of those three plots have so much going on. There's a on. lot going yeah. on. Yeah. And we're not even going to cover all of it, like the different like demon types and stuff. Um, yeah, no. And uh, Eda's Requiem for me was uh, the least successful of these. I'd love Rain and what that episode is doing. But I do think that was like maybe cross the line of like too much. Like that episode is like uh, kind of ridiculous. Too much and, going and, on. Uh, because here's what here's what Ida's Requiem does. It introduces the significant character Rain and their backstory with Ida, and has and also they have a rebellion that's introduced, and that rebellion is squashed in this episode. And Rain is written off all in the same episode. And then also there's like a lose B plot. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I think like uh, I, I mean I think the fandoms really connected with Rain. That's great. I like Rain. Well, but like for me, it's like I feel like I haven't had the space to really get invested in their plot and in Ida. And a little a little bit helps with Hootie's door because uh, there was that that uh scene the with the two of them there so yeah. i think that helped a lot but uh it was it was definitely a lot to, to put in one episode there um, i would definitely agree with you on that and then there's the coven yeah. leaders but i don't know if the rebellion is squashed just because its leader is gone well i mean there was a four-person rebellion and then oh, two, yeah, or, no, two the of them got put in into jail. uh into totally jail. yeah, yeah. And and actually, I mean, we're speculating a lot about, like, before the season, is the plot of season two going to be the rebellion? And here are rebellions brought in and we're like, our interest is peaked. But I, I feel like it's, I feel like probably we're not going to have some huge rebellion in the second half of the season. Like, at some point, you got to, like, do something with Velas. But I think it might be Maybe more in like, the a quarter. Yeah. Like or, the, last, yeah. the last three episodes. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> specials or something. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, considering like that, they they teased the idea of a rebellion and instantly squashed in the same episode. I'm definitely less like thinking of like the rebellion as like a major component of the rest of the show. Um, but it's you know mm. still possible. I think, uh, and and Rain will definitely come back. Um, but it might is. not be might not be for a while. Uh, so let, let's let's talk about. And in terms of favorite episode, by the way, I still uh, Hootie's Door, great. Uh, Yesterday's Lie, I think, great. And uh, maybe my favorite season still episode four with uh, Ida's mom, though. I think that was that was still like wow. one of the best episodes for me um and uh but yeah i think that i think there's been and and, and overall by the way like uh even i'm actually not sure any of these like 10 episodes of Alice are in like my top 10 of the overall year or something i'm not sure like or maybe even top 25 who knows but like as a show i feel like it's really stepped it up over like uh mm-hmm. i i've always yeah. like liked owl house and i've been interested in it uh maybe it was maybe it would surprise you that until this group of episodes i didn't necessarily consider it to be one of the best shows um but i but i think that kind of has changed now i think these are like such a strong group of episodes i think the show has like really uh upped its game a lot and come and come on strong in every aspect so um great great uh over all around great stuff from from that house and let's talk about a lot of different great things that the show has done in addition to
into yesterday's lie. Um, and yeah, I was mentioning all the Bellow stuff. So this isn't, I don't think it's like a major component of the five episodes here, like the Bellows mythology. Um, but I was impressed with how much it was kind of doled out throughout all the episodes, except for episode eight. Um, but there's a lot going on there. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it's fun to recap. Let's, let's recap all this information, um, that we got from six to 10 on Bellows oh, and the Day go. of Unity <gasps> and Hunter. And then I'm probably, we will have a separate podcast just on theories, between yes. season 2a and 2b if there's enough time between the seasons um but or just uh, the hiatus yeah or you know at some yeah. at some point but i i don't know like will, will bellas be re- re- resolved um between two and uh, my, my my working theory is still like day of unity probably going to be the season two finale right like is that still what we're working towards probably um, I mean... but that being said he does have the 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 titan blood now um for the key uh, but that seems like just one component because he is waiting for the specific day of uni. So let's go over this. So episode six, we learned Bellos needs the nine coven heads to, we learn this is like, didn't fully, uh, I didn't fully appreciate this. We know his motivation. <laughs> he says he's going to unite the realms and create a utopia free of wild magic. It's what he says. And, but he needs the nine coven heads. Um, he also is like turning into like some sort this is like, uh, my, uh, editorializing of it, but turning into like a monster and he needs the palisman, uh, to stop that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that in episode seven, um, rain says Bellos is trying to steal as much magic as possible by making wild witches join the covens before a day of unity. So that's why he's trying to bring all the wild, witches. he's stealing magic. Um, which by the way, that's what I tie into the basilisks from yes. episode 10. Yes. Um, that's why they studied them or experimented on them rather. Yeah. So yeah. V V says that, uh, yeah, they're trying to learn how to drain magic. Bellos is really interested in accumulating a lot of magic. So I think that's how the basilisk tie. That was an earlier attempt by Bellos to, to figure out how to get enough magic for his uniting of the realms, presumably. Or um, also to like maintain his witch form instead of his monster form. Yeah, a little um, unclear how the, his form kind of ties into that, yeah. Because um, he, like, drinks the palisman ju- or absorbs the palisman energy mm-hmm. juice, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Be- uh, Rain says Bellus is, is preparing a big spell for Day of Unity, but he needs every head witch. Um, and so that's why, and that's why Rain, like, probably not coming back until Day of Unity, they're, like, cocooned or something, but, like, specifically needed for the Day of Unity. Um, so we know... Or... It- what if Lilith breaks them out somehow? Yeah, unless unless we Ooh. break Rain out, that would be the only thing. Please, um, I need it. But at least at least like we know Rain's coming back at some point. Um, in episode nine, a lot of stuff we see be- face reveal. We see Bellos's face. Um, two, we got two face reveals in in, in these we uh, did. Of episodes. The very resonant with. Uh, uh, no face streamers today's youth. Okay, I think I think it makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Bellis was a no face so streamer v- before. They're VTubers in their spare time, is that what you're like, saying? Yeah, I think so. Ab- um, yeah, Bellis faces to me looks wooden, partly wooden, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's uh, me speculating. Yes, that's that's what I would say. We see the Ooh, Grimwalker like page in a book. If you're not in, if you're not in the fandom, you might have missed this Grimwalker. You're thing, not but in basically the part of the fandom. This is what you yeah. <laughs> basically the, just go back to the beginning of Eclipse Lake, and there's the book. There's a book that's open, and it's talking about Grimwalkers. We'll come back to that in a second. We don't know what it is. 
Um, <laughs> Bellow says he's been to the human realm before, and he says he's big plans for Hunter. It'd be a pain to find a replacement. Well, he says the Titan has big plans for Hunter, whatever the heck that means. Yeah, you know, he could he could be ascribing for the bigger meaning to himself. That's I guess that's why I wrote it like that. I interpreted it as him just like saying that. Yeah, that's no, not absolutely. Real. Yeah. But it could, you know, for all we know, Titan could come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in in uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff with the Titan, I think they've done a better job at like. Uh, the Titan is like the core of the boiling aisles because they were inside the veins in Eclipse Lake. I think they've, they've demonstrated that pretty well. Um, also, whenever they're at a region, they're like, we're at the neck, we're at the, you know, like whatever. It's like, that's how you talk about where you are in there. It's weird. Um, and then in, in yesterday's lie, uh, so this information is according to Jacob, so it might not be true. Um, but I think the show presented it that it probably is true just because it gave it its own like animation style. Uh, there, there, he says there are two brothers that went into the demon realm and also, if you notice, one of them has a cardinal on his shoulder, one of the brothers. Two brothers. <laughs> okay, so that's all revealed and not even, like, the main point of any episode, nor even, like, the tertiary point, right? Like, is all this is just, like, like even, like, in an opening scene or a character says it. Um, so I like how the show's been handling that. Ali, what's your, what's your, what was your biggest, uh, what's your biggest thing out of all these things? What's your biggest what? thing? What? There's too many things to pick one big thing. <laughs> is it Grimwalkers? Is, is it Seeing Bellows? Okay, is, uh... well, it's definitely Grimwalkers. First, it was Seeing Bellows. I mean, at first, it was probably Seeing Hunter, just because he's my beautiful boy. Um, it's probably definitely the Grimwalkers, and I don't want to get too into it without spoiling, but Hunter is a Grimwalker, obviously. Um... Not obviously. Uh, the other thing, yeah. I guess, April, I, April, you're you sometimes are checked out from fandoms. Have you heard Hunter's Moonwalker <laughs> yet? No, I haven't. Oh, <laughs> the first time I've heard it, and oh, now girl. I'm like, I have to research. Okay, to let's 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 picture. introduce let's briefly introduce April to this concept of Grimwalkers. Please. And this April, this is the new Adrian is a Santa monster for the Owl House. It's very exciting that we <laughs> have an Adrian is a Santa monster version. Um, and they're both blonde boys who might be clones. It's great. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, so Grimwalker. It's uh, there's just a page in a book that people interpret it as like this is like how you make a clone or a homunculus. Um, and there's like a word in there that if you google it like there's clone is somewhere in the definition um there's like a, a list of how you make it includes palestrum wood um so and people the think, biggest part is that in the book it shows a picture of hunter's eyes basically people think the eyes of the drawing match hunter's eyes yeah um so people are like hunter's a grim walker hunter's like a clone of someone and he was um, taken he was made from De- bellus's dna somehow yes um and so uh, this this is this is the new the, this is like the prevailing theory. I think we have new information here with uh, the episode ten, which we can talk that's, about. I was but... gonna say the other thing that's the biggest thing for me is the brothers because they were absolutely probably maybe Bellis and Philip. Yeah, uh, a lot of people. So we were we we thought before this episode ten, everyone's like Bellos is Philip. I think we talked about this on the in the last podcast. We everyone's like I assume Bellos is Philip or a descendant of Philip. Since there's two brothers, that that definitely puts in the play that Philip might have been the other brother. Um, who died and like that's why Bellos is against wild magic well okay so here's the this my addendum to the hunter uh grimwalker theory first yes. of all buying or selling hunter from what well, just from what we've said april <laughs> do you think it's true oh well I, I i feel like it probably is but you also know how quick i was to jump on like Adrian yeah being i think you, i monster. expected you to say yes yeah. I, I need <laughs> to go look at the proof and then i'll get back to you i'm gonna pull it up yeah, yeah put in the chat the, the page for april <laughs> to examine it. I'm, I'm on it <laughs> yeah okay so my my hunter's a grimwalker and my thought was bellos he's sick his body's dying he is preparing 
this new Grimwalker vessel for him to move into. He will he will essentially kill Hunter's mind and occupy his body. Um, yes. Okay. And yeah. um, and maybe our our Bellos is not the original Bellos. If Bellos was Philip before this episode, mm-hmm. this is what we thought. Maybe this Bellos's body is a cl- a wooden clone, a, gr- a palisman made clone of the original uh, Bellos. Um, yeah. And so he is like hopping into new bodies, uh, you know, uh, like Hordak Prime esque in uh, in Shira. So that that yeah. was that was my first thought. Well, that would also, I mean, that would make sense too, uh, because he won't. We we don't know why um, Bellos is determined to have or keep him. Oh, look, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's April has right seen there. the page. Yes. Also, it has a like, of it's a like baby. it's got like the picture of like the baby, and mm. then there's like a check mark by something because he because what is it like? Bellos said something to the effect of like. Watch it grow up, raise it as your son. And yeah. Then it's well, actually- so Be- Bella says it, it would be big plans. It'd be pain to find a replacement. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. he has to start from scratch, like with a baby. Yeah, he has to yeah. grow another one. Yeah. Um, it, should, it should be a red flag for Hunter, a replacement. But, um, <laughs> it could be. You know, and he thinks it's going to be Kiki. Yeah, he thinks it's like a replacement in his political position or something. But uh, yeah, not but, probably okay. not. No, well, the other thing is that if Bellos was one of like the original two people to come from the human realm into the boiling isles, like he would, he would have to be, have to be dead. Years old. Yeah, like, right. So he's it's too old unless he found a way to magically prolong his life. Yeah, which, which such as maybe, this. which well, maybe what he's doing magic. by like doing the palismans and taking their energy and that. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't down. know. I don't know how the palismans exactly, but note that palistrum wood is a component of the Grimwalker recipe. So maybe his Grimwalker why... is too old, but he's trying to push it as long as he can by yeah. keeping the wood in there. Or keeping... I guess that's partly why it's um, heavily guarded. Where did they steal it from? I don't even remember. It's a club, a garden, of, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Um, it made it sound like a country club, but now it yeah. seems but like... But that would home. also explain why he's trying so desperately to get back to the human world, too. Yeah, well, oh, let's come back to that in a second. Okay, but briefly, the and we'll spend more time on this. We already spent a lot of time. The new theory that I have is that... Is that Bellos either either he's a Grimwalker or he's still the original one that he's been able to infuse with something? But he's now trying to bring Philip back to life through Hunter. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to revive oh, yeah. his brother into Hunter's body. That's what he's preparing Hunter for for Philip oh, to be this revived. Is lonely. This is getting too Full Metal Alchemist for me. I'm gonna like it. This is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how Philip is is alive somewhere. His mind is alive. Um, it's There's like the no second to last season of the 100, very similar. But uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, all, all of this is like you know not too far off from what we've seen from sci-fi stories before. But um, you know, just in general, like Hunter is a vessel for for someone. I think this is this is the the general thought of people. My so, sweet boy. I'm, yeah, and that's why you need to. That's why this uh, six episodes six and nine are so important in terms of getting you emotionally invested in him and his plight. Because uh, it's a very tragic potential fate he has, uh, unless Luz can stop it. Um, so, okay, there's the hunter side of or things. unless Ida can adopt him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, how does Day of Unity play into this? And, again, Bellos's ultimate motivation is to, is to merge the realms. Um, well, so yeah, he can find, I don't know. He can live forever and conquer the human realm. Yeah, my thought with the uniting of the realms, and I still think this, is that, 
Um, he could just go to the human realm, and maybe he's originally a human, but he can't do magic there. But if he united the realms, he could use magic to control the human realm. That's kind yeah. of where, where my Ooh. thought is. Um, the world has changed since but he said there. I keep remembering that he said at like the beginning no sorry the end of season one he was like you probably think we want to invade but the Titans will isn't that simple or whatever yeah. he might he might yeah. think that his rule is not going to be violent and it wouldn't be but you know I don't know it could be one of those things but um, yeah he might he might need to unite them for so he can live longer maybe he doesn't even want to rule but for, he does say he wants to unite them some somehow and creating a utopia you know that implies uh, he's gonna <laughs> He's going to be rolling in <laughs> Lots some of form. Things. Look, yeah. when you use words like utopia, I can't help but imagine that you're trying to conquer it. Yeah. yeah. For I, not good reasons. So it's interesting how Day of Unity will, will play into this. Um, will he try to do something with Hunter before that? Um, or is he? Is it all at once? Well, and that's the other thing is, will, is like the, the thing with Hunter separate of Day of Unity? Yeah. And how does the door, is that the door completely separate from Day of Unity, or is this, uh... I feel like it's connected. Maybe, like, Day of Unity is, like, his attempt to open the door, and if that Mm -hmm. doesn't work, then he's got Hunter as a backup. So I think, like, he he, he, he just needs the Titan blood to, like, make a new portal door, seems like. Um, But that's not necessarily his ultimate plan of uniting the realm. So maybe he needs the working portal door. Step one, working portal door. Step two, use the big spell with all the coven leaders to make that portal door into a a thing that combines the realms, question mark. Um, So... Let's let's see, but uh, yeah, we 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 do know separately the, these things. So that, that that's and this is what I mean by like it's just exciting that all of this is still in play here, and yes. Um, yes. you know, presumably all of this will pan out in the next eleven episodes. Um, if you know, if not, then in three theory. three specials. So uh, very very exciting stuff. Love that there's clones in play. You know, we love clones here. We love to. <laughs> we, 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 <laughs> You know how much we've talked about Adrian's Ascent Monster in the Ladybug podcast, oh and gosh. there'll be a lot more talk of that next podcast too. So don't look. Worry. I'm, 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 I bought it. <laughs> I'll buy any clone theory immediately. Yes, I was in right away. I'm here for the clones. Clones are the best. <laughs> we love clones. Clone Shiro, all the uh, classic clone theory. Okay, um, let's keep talking about Hunter. Let's let's let's. Yes. Uh, so this 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 potentially tragic fate makes all this stuff with Hunter more sad but uh, yeah we have two two hunter field trips or whatever you want to say uh with uh lose yeah, life-changing in, uh, field trips with hunter yeah right. um, you know he is the zuko type too he uh, is yeah and is the scar and uh yeah oh, sweet uh, baby. he's, he's <laughs> that makes yeah that's uh we, we all love that character uh yeah and hunting palisman um and then hunter like runs off at the end um and uh with amity in uh Eclipse Lake, and they, the, the summary, I guess, is him and Amity are bonding over, like, fear of disappointing someone who thinks you're special, is how they try to combine those two uh, character motivations. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess both times Hunter has, like, a ambiguous but ultimately still villainous kind of ending to these stories. Um, but, you know, I think and it still ends being sympathetically felt from the audience towards him, I, was I guess. I going to say, it probably only feels villainous because he's just trying to please bellows mm. yeah like he yeah, doesn't he necessarily know but yeah oh yeah for sure 
<laughs> yeah, it's important that we understand where he's coming from with uh, the, this motivation of not wanting to be replaced uh, from Bellows, and he's he's just trying to ultimately curry favor with his like stepdad, basically. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know we know where he's coming from, and um, we know that uh, he's you know as as Luz apparently calls him, a, he's a bad but sad boy um, yes. from a clip. I need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I know I they've su- yeah they've summarized this character that everyone loves um, and look Hunter I don't think Hunter is like the most unique character uh, I do think he's uh, you know a, a, another entry into this type of of character that but he's uh, very much a great uh, version of it yeah yeah uh, angsty cute team boy you know that uh, has is like an antihero that some you know the push and the pull of will they be good. Um, I, I like if if he has a like tragic fate from Bellos in mind. I love this putting that character into this position. Um, I think that's a really fun way to use this character archetype uh, in the context of the story. And also, he's like not a main character. He's like introduced into the season. That's been pretty fun too. You know, the character introduced in season two is often pretty fun. Um, so yeah, Ali, any you know any other? We we've, we've talked to like we love we love Hunter, but. Uh, any specific connections you've had with him? Any hopes for him in the second half? Well, I mean, I think at least on some level, I mean, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people can relate to like wanting to please somebody mm. you cherish and also, you know, just not wanting to disappoint yourself in that way, too. He's just a precious boy. I love my angsty clones. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think he, his character design is fantastic. And especially if he winds up being related to Bella somehow, it's going to... I've been losing my mind over that book for since I saw it, basically, after... People pointed it out to me. Um, I think his dynamic with Luz and Amity separately and together, like he uh, uh, separately, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Like he and Luz are, they like can relate or no, sorry. They have like opposite plates, but they kind of go together. Cause like, she's trying to figure her life out, but he like knows what he wants to do and he doesn't feel like he can do it. And with him and Amity, they're like two sides of the same coin. Like they're both, like you said before, they just want to please who they love and, it's the best and i i'm I'm afraid for him especially if he's (laughs) i I like the theory that he's going to be a vessel i don't know if it's going to be like temporary or not but either way i'm afraid and he just i love him so much i like his dynamic with little rascal too and the fact that little rascal's trying to like actually do what's best for him like he pulls him towards amity and ida in um eclipse lake he brings lose to him probably like i mean assumedly um yeah i mean i think he's great I love him so much. I love my boy. The boy. Here um, comes the boy. Is yeah? Is this um, a, is this an Oscar from Ruby situation where he'll be temporarily with with whoever he's is in, <laughs> or is he fully wiped out? This is the question. Um, yeah, I think. Or like, uh, if he's a clone, does he get the memories of that clone? Probably not. Is he like integrated like into Philip, or is this just Philip like would completely mm-hmm. take over? Yeah, very potentially very sad. Yeah, I think yeah, the Cardinal stuff. I think the Cardinal Palisman. I think is a good call for like one. Of oh the yeah, and he's also best. in the picture from episode ten, the Cardinal. Right. So if it's Car- the Cardinal on Philip's shoulder, um, we don't know how long Palisman live. Or yeah. Bellos, because, but yeah, potentially this palisman could have been Bellos or Philip's original palisman, or their a pet that came in or something, or, you know, um, so uh, they, he could have what been in, intrinsically tied to, uh, and Bat Queen at some point says, like, you've been waiting so long to find mm-hmm. someone or something. So yeah. they, it could be, they could be in, intrinsically driven to Hunter, because it's, you know, potentially the same person or 
being groomed to be the a same reincarnation, person. Reincarnation. Yeah. Right, maybe he is already a reincarnation and he just hasn't had his memories back yet. Um, I like the idea that he was just like a bird and then when he went into the Boiling Islands, maybe he became a palisman. Oh. Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, they, I don't know the how the, the the picture works with like they already met the demons, so he could have they could have went in and came back and brought the cardinal with them or they could have just went in with them. Um yeah, I mean, you know, are we going to get the origin of the boiling owls were the witches humans or all the animals demons all just animals at some point? Um anyway. Uh yeah, April. Uh do you have favorite hunter moments from how about this from from the the two episodes? Favorite hunter moments. Favorite hunter moment. This is Ooh. my grave. <laughs> yeah i did i did enjoy him uh digging his own grave <laughs> that was <laughs> listen i can relate to that definitely i was like immediate... everyone can... <laughs> anything that inconveniences he's like, me genu- he's genuinely digging it like <laughs> 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 like it's not even like a like a conversation he just starts digging and <laughs> when you get that boy a shovel his hands are gonna get dirty <laughs> right um i think it, like, just a a moment for me was at the end of um, Eclipse Lake, whenever, like, he does talk to the little cardinal palace men. I just think it's so sweet, especially because the entire episode, he's like, get away from me, go away, like, all of those things. And so then for him to just, like, show that soft side is just, it's so sweet. So, such a good boy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I like the stuff with the cardinal, the those ending scenes. Um I think that's that's yeah, he's very, very sweet. Especially considering we know what like that it's taken the cardinal a long time to find someone that it's bonded with. Yeah. Um and I feel like obviously that's gonna be super significant, which is why I'm totally on board with uh Allie and the cardinal being in the picture from episode yeah. ten. So <laughs> Yeah, make that connection even stronger. Um, I also love his his fight with Amity and Eclipse Lake. Definitely one of the the highlight scenes I think of these these group of episodes. Yes. Oh my god. Also, just Amity and that whole fight. I love how she's the episode before. I'm not that cool, and then she literally beats the crap out of somebody the next episode. Yeah. Someone who's yeah. like supposedly also more powerful than her because he's older. And yeah, part of the Empress Coven. How old is Hunter? Sixteen, um, I think. Yeah, is that real? Uh, Hunter, I think Dana in, said it on the AMA somewhere, but it was a while ago. In in hunt and should be noted in Hunting Palisman, Hunter like has a version of his of his backstory. He was a powerless witch. He's found by Velos, um, but he comes from like a powerless family. So the the him being like a clone is contradictory to that. So that would need to be like. Well, but this uh, is the thing we don't know. Like he might have like lost his memory, and the only mm-hmm. thing he remembers is that Bellos found him, and maybe he yeah. told him like you're. Yeah, I mean, Bellos just could have told that's him that. The yeah. story Bellos told yeah. him because you know you don't remember stuff from first few years. So uh, yeah, especially could, when could, you could have easily... as traumatic life as he does, <laughs> he easily be explained out. with that. I would say yeah. So I think that's probably what we're going. But um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of Hunter in for, you know, including his name being revealed in Hunting Palisman. Um, yeah, great, great name for him, Hunter. I feel like he's he's a hunt. He's very. He's definitely a hunter, right? Like, <laughs> like. I know you guys are saying like that is his name, but also that's what he does. <laughs> like basically, just, his missions are about hunting. Basically, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Good, very creative, Bellos. Oh, I'm gonna make a thing that'll help me hunt things. Oh, he's a hunter. That's his. <laughs> what name. are you gonna call now it? Now I'm gonna make something that will gather things for me. I'll call it Gatherer. <laughs> yeah, meet your meet your secret brother, Gatherer. <laughs> your secret brother. <laughs> Please, it's gonna that's be another episode. clone. <laughs> what are they called? The um the clones. 
Grimwalkers, yeah. Yeah. The next Grimwalker, yeah. Okay. He's like, oh, gotta try again. That's what the G in Grimwalker stands for, is Gatherer. Okay. Checks out on all levels. (laughs) Okay, let's... um, Let's let's transition to Rain. Uh, as we are, we have already discussed all these these people a little bit. Um, but uh, Rain whispers introduced as we talked about in episode seven. Um, Rain is non-binary, at least you know goes by they them pronouns in the episode. Has been called non-binary outside of the show. Um, leader of um, you know Bard Coven leader. We talked about that. We we called that. We called Michael there, and, and all of our speculation. Uh, leader of like a rebellion, um, and we get all the backstory there. Get their past with Ida, which we then get clarified next episode was actually a relationship, right? Because we see the breakup scene, um, mm-hmm. which uh, Rain says because basically because Ida was not opening up about or just not being uh, honest with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not being honest and, uh, you know, just, hey, I, I feel like it's like, you know, I feel like it's like the emotionally opening up, not letting rain fully in, like not, you know, not telling them about something, but just not, it's a big part of Vita. So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, that, that we see that that has plagued Vita throughout her life. We got um, canon Lumity, but at what cost? Rain breakup or Rada breakup. Sorry. Rada. Yeah. Break. Yeah. Yeah. In the past. Yes. And then also tragically here uh, as rain <sighs> is captured. After they are on like a suicide mission, um, so that was that was also that that was, that was a, dark, like unexpectedly. Yeah. That was probably the darkest moment of the Allies so far. That scene, um, mm. gorgeous scene. Uh, that was definitely one of the highlights, I think, too. Also, just have to mention the music throughout. I'm so glad that like the composer is uploading them to YouTube because it's so beautiful. The instrumentals just throughout, but especially that one in Edith's Requiem. Nice, yeah, I think so. I think so too. Yeah, Ali, what do you? What, yeah, you you love Rain. I love Rain so much. I mean, just seeing non-binary rep is fantastic, but also just who they are as a person. I like that they're they can have stage fright, but they're also like actually they're leading the a rebellion. Because like that's the thing. Like your morals don't always have to align with like what you're good at. You just want to try because it's what's important to you. And I really appreciate that about them. Um, love that they're a musician. Listen, if you show me a non-binary musician, I'm gonna just be incredibly. I'm gonna fall for them immediately. Um, they're pretty great. I'm trying to remember, like, specific. There was a funny line that they had. I don't remember. Um, the breakup destroyed me. I'm really worried for them. I, I, I want them to be in more of the second season and not just, like, at the end. But I feel like that's kind of where we're headed. Unless, mm. somehow, I don't know what the heck Lilith is doing. But maybe if, like, she and her parents, like... I have no idea how this would connect, but I want them to break Rain out and the other people who were leading the rebellion so they can all form a bigger rebellion and then yeah. maybe Rain can still lead it. I just, I love them so much. They're great. Yeah, if we go in the rebellion direction. Um, in terms of funny lines, how, I Ida, do you have, Ida, do you have kids? Uh, that's probably that's the, the most quoted one. Yeah. <laughs> April, what were your reactions to seeing meeting Rain? Um, also, love non-binary character. Great. I love that they're a part of Ida's past. I'm also wondering if there's still a little bit more to them, or at least to the breakup, because mm. it was a. It seemed like the breakup was around the time that Rain became the leader of the Bard Coven as well. Like it was like that sort of turning point. So that could have had an influence on it. I don't think it's anything that I'll get personally answered, but. Loved Rain. I love that the conflicting, like being the leader of the Bard Coven, and then, and then not being stage fright. Like, 
That's so <laughs> relatable. I can't. I hate it, but I love it. And then also, but on top of that, being like the leader of a rebellion, right. like you're you're in all of the wrong <laughs> job Stick to your day job. <laughs> like, yeah, it really should not be on Rain to to lead this rebellion. Um, like against leading the rebellion and leading the bard coven it it just it tickles me so much so um but i really i can't wait to see them again um i also like that they well seeing them also like opened up showing us how bard magic works because i kind of i mean i didn't know what to expect but it was really cool yeah that that you could control stuff yeah i loved that like we got to see what the bard magic looked like in this world and it was beautiful yeah, uh, yeah, I appreciated understanding what bard bard magic is. I, I, I talked about last podcast. I think the show is trying to demonstrate all the types of magic before all the covens. Um, so I think they've continued to do that in their own way. I think bard especially, we just see none none of it before that. Um, same with like illusion before that episode five too. Um, <gasps> do you think Scara is gonna like be involved because she's in the bard? She's on the bard. Oh yeah, Scara is a bard. Yeah, um, if Scara was a character, yes, uh, but <laughs> I don't. She's a character. Anyone I love Scar. I love Scar. I know you do. <laughs> uh, but look, she does exist. Remember how many people were talking about Basha after season one? Basha is not a character yeah. this season. She um, is. So. She get. We know the name of her palisman, and we don't. Yes, know the she was just in that palisman scene, which was fun. Um, yeah, that, this episode six is really good. That opening scene with all the palisman too was really fun. Uh, I love Willow's B. I think is my favorite. Um, I oh my god, Clover is perfect. Clover, I just yeah. want. I want Gus's palisman to be named Goops, just because. I feel yeah, like we mentioned... No, it's a squirrel, a blue squirrel, yeah. And Basha's <laughs> crab Maya. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Why? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's her name. Yeah, why do they have normal names? I don't know. <laughs> because uh, they have feelings just like the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, when they're not, like, like wooden. Normal version, names that aren't gatherer or hunter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just call them, well, why are you? Bellow should name all the palisman. That would be better. <laughs> I'll name this one murderer. Arsonist. In terms of rain, yeah, I liked what April was saying there was maybe more to the story because we know, like, uh, we learned Ida was, like, the motivation for rain to, like, head up this rebellion. And that was, like, we saw, like, the beginnings of this. And, um, you know, how does that fit into the timeline of the next episode? We see that when their breakup happened. Um, I and, would like uh, to see them date. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. It's just a lot presented. There's a lot to take in. I will say, I, th- I think probably, like, I, th- I feel like I saw uh, Dana mention that, like, uh, maybe a, sp- a potential spinoff show would be, like, Young Ida. Um, I would die. I would actually like, die. I think Rain would factor in a lot. And as we saw, like, there's so much to there. Like, we saw a lot of it in Ida's recommend and Hootie's Door. And then there's, like, even still a ton of gaps to fill in um, with, with Rain, with Ida. We'll talk about Ida. I need in, those in gaps filled in please and thank you <laughs> yeah well the show might do more of them as we go um but uh yeah bringing uh Ida and her her character stuff into it um as we talked about that scene in in Hootie's door uh but Ida has the, the plot line in um in that episode where she learns to uh accept her her curse the, the owl beast and uh through that is able to turn into harpy Ida um and then the follow-up to that in Eclipse Lake um she makes uh talks she has to learn to talk to the owl beast um in order to control kind of heartbeat and turning into heartbeat instead of like trying to direct it just like when to talk to it um the owl beast so we have like another and i would say this is all kind of a follow-up to you know season one and specifically episode four this season when 
um you know we 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 talked about a lot on the last podcast about this about um Ida's Ida's mom um trying to fix Ida instead of accept who she is uh with her curse and so I think it's interesting that the follow up to this is Ida it's not just like she doesn't want her mom to constantly be fixing her. She has to also learn to accept it for herself. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of I was waiting step. for that follow up. It was beautiful. I like how they got really artsy with it, even though it was like there's a lot to unpack there, too. I mean, also the person in the hood, the collector. Yes, the collector who presumably we will see in a future uh, episode. Um, like I did too much, way too much. I'm just like, can we like, now? It's not Amity, people. Stop, please. Get not off Amity. It. There's a running theory that before that episode aired, that like because we saw the clip in the trailer, everyone in the thought trailer, it was Amity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we saw the the, the Ida had a run in with the collector. Um, but uh, very, very, yeah, very weird part of that episode. But yeah, it is very artsy, kind of in in Hootie's door. And, and really, this is one of the that the curse like didn't come from the boiling isles, or it came from another part of the Titan. Because it's just yeah. washed up on the shore, but I'm like, why is that in oh, her memories? I don't understand. Interesting. It's confusing. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very like metaphorical. So that that is an uh, interpretation, and um, that's true. Yeah, that. might not mean anything. Yeah, it is. I like I said. Yeah, you you said it's all it's very artsy, and I do I do think this is like one of the standout moments of these five episodes too. Is the the, the gorgeous yeah. Ida curse scenes, and that's like in addition to the the standout uh, Lumity moments in Hootie's Storage. I think it's why this is such a beloved episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I do like this follow up too. It's not it isn't exactly what I expected because you know I think like uh, wanting you know Ida maybe wanting her mom to accept her for who she is would potentially maybe imply her accepting it, but that's not really how it works in reality. I think as you also mm-hmm. you have to like come back to things and accept them you revisit and you truly accept them for yourself and i think that's like her next step is it's not just like don't fix me it's like this is you know this is who i am embracing it like makes her stronger kind of in the metaphor of her turning into harpy to um that's why i appreciate it in the in eclipse like when king was like have you tried talking to it she was like oh yeah no i didn't think of that i was like okay it shows that like she's working on it and it doesn't actually click automatically because that's not how chronic illnesses work all the time yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 yeah, not not definitely certainly not instantaneous for her. and something that's plagued her throughout her life is her not being mm-hmm. able to open up about this as we see in Hootie's store and, uh, you know, not being able to open up with with rain because Ida hasn't, you know, accepted uh, it for herself um, mm-hmm. until yeah. until now as and it's probably a part process and not just this first thing. But um, I mean, it's it's pretty tragic backstory for Ida, I think, to a certain extent, uh, but also like one I think that's going to resonate and is realistic um and it's always kind of a journey probably in terms of accepting what the curse could could represent of of many things and uh for for each person um and hopefully she's like a better person i think for it now and yeah the the, get the like magic manifestation of that in terms of like her her being a better person like uh living her better life i guess and like she's harpy ida i think it's interesting uh use of like a magic concept um so I, I, yeah i like that i like that we're following up like immediately on the curse stuff and what this means for eden continue her, her character arc. i think this has for me been one of like the the standout aspects of season two so far um mm-hmm. it makes you wonder character. how it's manifesting with lilith wherever she is yeah yeah i do wonder what's going on with, with lilith throughout the we only see her in letter of... form and <laughs> i miss and <Lulu. laughs> the last time we saw her like it was just implied that they're going to keep using the elixirs to just push it down so it, i wonder she is a prodigy maybe she's like but she also has trauma she got issues she's probably working on it the same way yeah, i mean this is her own version of going through whatever she is and we don't really know too much about it yet um yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, I think you probably, we gotta bring the Lilith back in soon, I would think. Please. Yeah. I, <laughs> any other harpy Eda thoughts? Hot. Oh, yeah. I was just about to say this. <laughs> I'm shocked. You can't deny it, people. It's hot. She even, like, hits on herself. Come on. <laughs> Look, furries all of you. That's all I'm saying. No! No! <laughs> Technically, it would be scalies because birds are just dinosaurs. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Thinking face. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. I like we it. Can... Sure, we can move on. <laughs> no, honestly, I think it is cool. I'm wondering if... I feel like this isn't going to happen, but I was kind of like, maybe she'll be able to use magic in that form somehow, but I mm. don't know, really. something for us to unlock later. Because it was implied that the... <laughs> this is a tool that will help us later. I guess it was implied that the curse blocks her magic, but if she's able to, like, transform into something else, I don't know. Yeah, there probably is more there. So the, the exactly what you're talking about how magic comes into play with it. Interesting. Yeah, I think I think this is something the show will continue to beasts follow up can, on. Well, bipedal beasts can use magic, but if this is a beast that can fly, does it count as bipedal? Mm, true. We learn the different types of uh, of demons, and uh, well, I guess it doesn't walk on. It does walk on all fours. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Is it a <laughs> demon? So is it? Uh, I don't well, yeah, know. that's yeah. Probably not because it's a curse. But yeah, it was. Curse. How was it made? I want to know more about this curse, especially after seeing the like trippy scroll come up on the beach like i gotta know it's interesting um yeah it does it pl- does it play into demons we learned that we learned the demon origin in hootie's door too who demons came from the deposing corpse of the titan right like that's what they say yeah, yeah so okay, i thought um, that was in season one and i just missed it so i'm glad i don't feel stupid anymore maybe that could have been um but yeah so d- demons not you know i don't know i guess all of what we see in boiling house came from the titan dying is, mm-hmm. is what yeah. we're getting at here which is interesting um, okay, brief, uh, briefly on Lumity, uh, as we've not... T- we, we, look, as you know, if you've been listening, we haven't mentioned Lumity up to this point at all, so we've done a good job about that. Um, um, this is the first time we're talking okay. about it. It's been briefly mentioned mentioned yes only 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 briefly so in episode nine uh look uh, episode eight see our last podcast for all of our discussion on Luza and amity asking each other out in episode eight for the follow-up in eclipse lake is that we get to hear the word girlfriend a lot said by each of them so that is the the you know is is referenced amity is uh, helping out at the owl house while loses sick um, with the common mold, um, and uh, she 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 wants to show Lou she's an awesome girlfriend, which she says a lot. So that Just I think girls being well. friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that is what the, is in the world girlfriend. Girlfriend, that's true. Um, and they are tech. They're texting each other through Tamagotchis. Amazing. Uh, Mm-hmm. Which Amity was misinterpreting Luz's text, and then at the end, the big moment, Luz uh, hugs Amity, calls her "my awesome girlfriend." Yeah, sweet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we have specific thoughts, but uh, I think it was it was really nice to hear the substanti, like it being substantiated. It like specifically referred to they're dating now. It's going to be a thing in the show, at least when Amity's there. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's going to sound so like simple to say but i like that they're a thing yeah like, yes they're a thing they're a thing now like i just like that explicitly that's, very yeah, very they're explicitly. explicitly a couple and we didn't have to like kick and scream and moan and fight for it like we it's just have you're dating it's queer yeah and it's normal it's not a big deal yeah it seems yeah it's, it seems like not that big of a deal 
Because um, that's I, the thing. You said there's no, I mean, it's probably canon that there's no homophobia on the Boiling Isles. Or if there is, it's just, you know, people being stupid. Because Willow has dads. So yeah. like, yeah, I mean, we've we've not heard logical. it commented on by anyone about losing Amity. Um, one th- the one thing I would like to see, in addition to losing Amity, calling each other girlfriend, I would like to see other characters comment on this because we didn't see mm-hmm. much of that in Eclipse. Like more of just like side ref, like oh Amity, it's nice you're here so much now. Like that was the extent. Well, we saw side eye from Willow after. <laughs> yeah, Amity said girlfriend. She's like, girl, calm down. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I want, I want, I want specifically. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. I guess they're respecting their privacy, which is. I guess probably uh, the, the reference right way to, to it, it would be King going like, "Oh, it seems like it was just like a few months ago when she was trying to kill you." I guess it was like that yeah, was that's commented on too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's not like oh, they're so cute together. Like we didn't get yeah, any no. of that. You know. Well, that's um, the thing. If you're you see a couple around all the time, you're like, go get out of my face because it's annoying. Yeah, honestly, not- it's probably the more realistic thing. What we got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I like oh, God. If <laughs> Willow's dads would see them, they'd be like, Oh my God, you guys are such a cute couple because gay people come together. <laughs> Everybody else is straight, and they're like, No. I have to, I have to see Emily's uh, siblings' reaction now to this. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, well, they're obviously they're the so happy trippers. and supportive. They're just going to be, you know, be in a teasing way, probably. But, yes. uh, yeah. There was a very supportive in episode five, but yeah, we haven't seen since then. The, I want to the know. I mean, I'm pretty sure Luz did not mention the fact that she's dating a girl, but I want to see how Camila reacts because it's assumed that she's come out to her mom because obviously she's not even speciesist. She's like the most accepting person. Well, didn't like. Camila in episode 10 whenever she's like saying oh you have to go to the historical society and you're gonna meet my friend there and she's just like your friend like <laughs> kind oh, of you thought, like... thought it was uh she might have thought that yeah. um yeah we don't yeah we don't really know how Camila will react I, yeah I assume that I just um... saw somebody like pointed out that she might have like a bi flag magnet on the fridge I think it's a bit of a stretch but <laughs> like I'm sticking with it in the background yeah um yeah I, I my guess is that uh, the show is not really interested in presenting homophobia yeah, but I don't I don't think yeah. the show is, is, is talked about that it's also doesn't talk about specific identity or labels um mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. we got rain. We didn't say rain's not like the most it would be is species related and not sexuality related. Yeah, and we haven't we also yeah. haven't even gotten that. So, you know, I, I'd be pretty surprised if we went that Camila. You know, I think she would just be like, yay. I don't know. But it would be, it would be <laughs> cool if they, Camila yeah, no, I, no, meets she'd them. Probably, I was leading to, I guess I want to see her be like super supportive. Like, do you guys need some snacks? Do you want to like? <laughs> yeah, not, maybe not that exactly. Like, but she, yeah, they... <laughs> she makes a big deal of it because it's Luz's first relationship, not because yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. yeah yeah camila meets amity please yeah but you know as we as we talked about in the beginning they're at the kind of contrasting ends of what's going on with Luz. so uh this mm-hmm. it's it's you know even if there's not um camila maybe not being accepting of amity camila might be not accepting of amity's role and Luz's life because she wants her at on earth and maybe yeah that would if them being together means lose us to be on the boiling isles that would be in conflict with what she wants so uh yeah i think we could see could see the drama coming there um but uh and then and then episode 10 we we get one line uh lose she has the cubes that she talks talks to mentions a name to she can see what they are um and she says well i wonder if i can see amity and then she says uh no so even um, in like a crisis she's gay as hell by as hell sorry she's just so excited about her relationip yeah yeah it's adorable it's just the, it. still the episode after the episode after the they got together. So yeah. I think I think checks out. Like it's look, maybe look. been a week. We don't know. Yeah, it's still fresh. Yeah. 
So um, that's that all we got in no no Amity in episode ten. That's all I got. I was... We'll see. <laughs> I'm I'm actually mad you were. I mean, I'm always mad when you're right about that kind of thing. But like, I thought she might be in there because it was her glove. But like, yeah, nope. Um, look, the thing you have to understand with the show is that Amity has <laughs> never appeared in three consecutive episodes in a major way. So. Uh... <laughs> It's yeah. I look. I, it's always I, I'm interested. Like, like I said, I've, we, I feel like we, I've had a good read on like Amity's being only a side character to the show up to this point. Hey, will this change now that they're dating? So far, no, because of episode ten. But that was a very loose specific episode. Um, maybe Amity's incorporated more in the second half of the season. We'll see. Uh, she has I, to be. Her parents are important. Her like. She's that, yeah, we have not yeah. seen Amity's parents since episode two. Presumably, we'll follow up with them pretty soon. Well, because also her dad is like um, an engineer or something. And like Luz made a point to say at the beginning of episode 10, like the hardest part of making a portal is finding someone who can. And like maybe he'll yeah. make one some way. I kind of doubt it. Could but... tie into the portal. We've seen the Abomatons uh, a few times since episode two. So th- their influence has been felt. The dad, you know, and the Blight Industries. So I think uh, that would be I think there's an Abomaton there with Bellos uh, in, in that one in one of the scenes. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's going to be top of one of the thing, top of the list for the second half of the season, seeing the blights, seeing how they're factoring in. Um, but yeah, we will see with, uh, Lumity. We're very excited, but yeah, I mean, now that they're together, we got an episode where they called each other girlfriends. Like at least Luz says one line episode 10. There's not like a ton more that we need to happen, right? Not like a, it's not like they need to be in every episode. It'd be nice. I mean, kiss, obviously. That's the thing. They don't together. need to be in every episode, but I do want to keep seeing the buildup because it does, they, other than obviously enjoying the like representation, like seeing it, it, they feed off each other and like help each other grow as people and characters. And they're just a great dynamic. They make each other better people. I'd love to yeah. see it, and obviously we need to kiss I at just, some point. Just would love if they're it can be together in the background of multiple episodes. Like I don't think you know they're not going <laughs> to they be a main plot to... of many episodes. But like, yeah, if like... we get a Willow focused episode, they just need to go on a date in the background and just be in the background <laughs> at all times. There we go. That'd be yeah. I probably will get a Willow episode, right? Yeah, we need so... to because I'm annoyed. <laughs> She's been on vacation. <laughs> Yeah, not a lot of Willow. I mean, not a lot. No Gus, basically, since. I mean, he was the, uh, he was in. He did have that episode that was still pretty Lumini focused, but he did have a, he had stuff he to do. Willow's Requiem, been very MIA. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, this show has too many characters. Um, it's fine, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, we've written off Basha. That's fine. I think uh, that we were, ex- <laughs> we were accepting we? of that. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see if there's any Basha coming up. We'll see. Um, uh, okay, there you go. So, how about a uh, moment, quick uh, things we haven't talked about? Um, we saw Latissa in Hunting Palisman, which is a second city other than um, uh, the Bonesboro in the Boiling Isles. So I think that was really fun. Seeing, it was very fun. Uh, second mm-hmm. location. And we got to see other kids in like different school uniforms. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Um, the shady part of the, um, the Boiling Isles, I guess. Yeah, I wonder yeah, how many cities or islands, I guess, are there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's it's okay. interesting how big how big is the boiling out? Did witches? they was it um like clarified what part of the Titan they were on in Latissa? Uh, maybe I don't think I wrote it down. If they did, that's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, all, they do. They have been mentioning Titan parts a lot. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was cool seeing seeing another city. It's like Hunting Palace been such a, yeah, like, like I said, so jam packed. All these like there's like major another location introduced um, for part of the episode here. 
Um, but we'll see if we go back there. It seemed pretty cool. Um, we talked about Lou's making your own palisman and the cardinal palisman. We have to so. talk about the slap because it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Lou's uh, ghost slaps Hunter awake. Yeah, that subversion. In- yes. Instead, instead of uh, kissing or something. Yeah. It's just it's so good. Just had to make note of it. Yeah, I do think Hunter is like. Uh, appealing figure to Luz because like I think Luz would be into the Zuko type characters in like her animes and stuff well yeah that's the thing Um, in like season one when she went on that quest and that dude was there I don't remember who he was (laughs) in in, like episode two yeah maybe Hunter's the closest thing or something but um it's it but yeah she's not romantically interested seems like um so she's uh, a girlfriend come on yeah this was before that she's loyal uh, this was before they got to uh, you know she was crushing Oh, yeah. I think she is singularly focused by that yes. point, for sure. Yeah. Uh, she was a, a woman on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> Since, yeah, I think so. Between episodes five and eight, yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, Eda's Requiem. I think the main thing we can talk about is Darius and Eberwolf, the coven leaders, um, who we meet, um, who set up the trap for them and then um, almost kill them, basically. And uh, yeah, very, very Eber Wolf is like a little like uh, werewolf thing, and uh, Darius is a imposing, uh, powerful figure who everyone thinks is hot, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, I think they're cool. Another example of like uh, major, major character designs, kind of just not even in this episode for that long, but they will definitely come back. I think all the coven leaders going to be, you know, going to be important to Bellus's plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if any of them might break away and join Rain's mission, not mission, uh, rebellion. Yeah, if if you know if we. It would seem like maybe. I mean, I don't know. I was kind of thinking the, um, what is it, the Beastkeeping Coven, maybe, but clearly not if they're working with Darius. I was gonna say, I feel like it's gonna come from like the smaller, like covens Mm -hmm. or less less desired. Yeah. Construction coven. Which one? Yeah construction yeah <laughs> we don't I don't think we've heard of that there's the abomination leader yeah it was like um, i think it was the guy who looked like he would be a blacksmith i think he had like a beard a white beard no hair yeah there's still i think there's still a few we really need to, to meet uh, different types of magic um yeah. probably specifically that i want to meet but... the plant head because willow could interact with them yeah that's probably how we'll bring willow in i would say um, yeah yeah that'd Hopefully. be fun Hopefully. Uh, in Hootie's Door, we talked about King's exploding voice powers. Um, mm. King gets his own powers. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, we uh, didn't talk about his dad either. And at the end of this episode, <gasps> oh, for, all yeah. this, for all this talk, uh, <laughs> Hootie, he's so he's helpful. He's so great. King's dad sees the <laughs> broadcast just, in episode he seven. Wanted and he wanted to eat a bug. He has to eat two. He has his limits, okay? <laughs> and he, uh, King's dad his drops off a letter. limits are not starving to death. King's dad drops off the letter. Hootie eats it. So uh, that's the King's dad. But okay. Some people are like, is it his dad? What if it's just a messenger? But y'all think it's his dad, right? Uh, I certainly interpreted it as his dad, but it's not said specifically. I I kind of took it as a messenger simply because if it was his dad, wouldn't he just like come go to the front door? (laughs) Yeah. Like just go. I don't know why they left the letter. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Maybe he was like, what if he's not alive? I think it it was a messenger because if it was his dad, like why wouldn't he? He's already there, right? He has the the skull thing, 
That was why I thought it was yeah. that it's his dad. But that's um, just in, like it could just be his species. We don't know how many yeah, of them there are. Yeah, could be the type. Assumedly of or something. zero, but like yeah, that's true. It is. It is. It is a good point. But um, so that's the continuation. We have to keep going with the king's dad stuff. Um, in Eclipse Lake. Um, yeah, I mean, just the 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 fight between Amity and Hunter. One of the standout animation moments, I think, of the season. And yeah. Hunter Hunter threatens basically Amity, and then she ends up giving him the broken key after she crushes it. Which at first I was I I, I didn't even interpret as intentional, but I think that was Amity doing that intentionally to get to make sure she had some of the blood. Um, I like that she gave theory. up the key. Yeah. Yeah, I think she. Well, I think it's kind of calculated. If it was damaged, then Bellos wouldn't be able to use it. So yeah. she's like, "Yeah, here, take this broken key." Yeah, she specifically crushes it before, either either because she was like nervous or because she did it intentionally. Um, yeah. But at the end, she's like, "I think we're okay." Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's what they they use the that's what they use to make the portal in the next episode, and they have more of it. So interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot, I mean, a lot of stuff in the uh, Eclipse Lake too. Very very packed episode. Um, yeah, Amity, like, basically waterbending with uh, the Abomination magic. Yep. Yeah. If I had a nickel for every time, I'm not about to do that. The yeah, <laughs> Katara and Amity voiced by my May women. Um, why why using a bit uh, Abomination magic like this? What, this is, what's the point of it specifically <laughs> being Abomination? Like, it could be any material. Um, it was very... I, I loved it, though. Look, it I could be plants, but it bend. couldn't really be anything else because illusions would just disappear. Potions, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I guess I, yeah, you would think it would be like some sort of plant thing instead, plant bending. But uh, apparently, Amity can water bend. Plant so. bending is also water bend. It's an Avatar conversation. So that means <laughs> Am- Amity and Willow are uh, friends. Right? <laughs> There's water, yeah, water bender, earth bender friends. Um, top yeah, and the Katara. Plant, plant, yeah, is, I guess Amity, yeah, Willow's the top. Uh, yeah, okay, but it was, that was that was very fun. Um, <laughs> yesterday's lie, other things. Um, just the dimension, the portal door dimension that loses in, it's interesting. I um, did think it was like a multiverse thing until it was a mirror thing. Yeah. Because multiverse and would be can, too much. She can appear in reflections. She appears in the rain. Um, I, th- was I assume, it was gore- Yeah, it was cool and gorgeous. I assume this is the type of thing we won't really get an explanation for. Like, I don't think we necessarily need to know what specific dimension thing she's in. It's just like in an in-between space. Like, yeah, that's enough of an explanation. Yeah. Like a wormhole. I guess. That's that's not how those work. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if that's how that works. Like, but. um, what's that movie with uh, what's his face? What's that? What? Oh, that, that's very descriptive. <laughs> um, I want to say it's Interstellar. Yeah, it's a wormhole. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought you do like. An, are you going to give about an example of an in between dimension? But yes, okay, wormholes. Uh, Whatever happens in Avengers Endgame, that. Speaking of Interstellar, <laughs> that... I did I did briefly think like, what if the time is separate on the two human world versus demon it seems like time is synced though i think Mm. it seems like time is synced in between the realms um we talked about basilisks uh how about jacob the gravestilled historical society guy he's a mutube uh conspiracy theorist you mean sonic Um, the hedgehog sonic the hedgehog that's his voice actor (laughs) yeah okay one, one of and the also Sonic Ronaldo from Steven Universe, I think. Yes. And I don't think it's it's not. I don't think it's actually Ronaldo, but it does, does seem like Ronaldo. Um, and uh, yeah, Ronaldo type. Uh, I mean, and... he's a flat earther. I can't. Yeah, uh, it is, uh, it's 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 such such a Gravity Falls slash this show type of thing that he like has it right, and then is like, and also here's some conspiracy theories, yeah. and <laughs> that's very funny, and loses like oh, phew. Um, 
But uh, yeah, then uh, Camilla, Camilla frees, uh, frees V from him and then ends up off screen beating up Jacob. With, with the Chanka. Yeah, Chanka yeah. flip flop. Yeah. So uh, great, MVP. great moment for That's how <laughs> she's. Camilla. I did share this meme, but she's going to beat Belos with a slipper and that's. It's gonna be the end. That's the that's the end of the show. That's the last that's the last season three special. <laughs> Just her beating the crap out of him for Look, I want I do look, will Camille come to the boiling aisles? Will she uh, kinda be part of uh, a rebellion? Yes, you know? please. Will she, she meet Ida so like everyone fun. really wants? Um so be, we will see. Ali, what uh, haven't we talked about? That's on, oh, how about the how about the see, uh, Mama? I just saw a spoiler for Monster Slayer you knew, Academia. Yeah, you knew what I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I will never understand anime. Okay, uh, so you had me pegged there. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, oh, I have to mention it. Yeah, <laughs> listen, she but she when um she found V in the cage and she was like, oh, that's a convincing costume. I thought she was going to be like, that's convincing cosplay because she knows. This. Yeah, she's. She says I mean, that's LARP. what it means. It's um, the same. Yeah, when she said LARP, I died. I, so cringe. There was something else in one of the earlier episodes that I wanted to mention. I'm going to scroll up and read your notes. <laughs> um, oh, no. Where was it? Continue. I'll find it. Yeah. Continue. Okay. Uh, April, anything top of your mind we haven't talked about? I don't know. Oh, eat his dad. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I should have. I should have bolted that. Um, we meet Ida's dad, D- Del, um, and uh, in He's in the flashback on a trip to the mandible for something. Yeah. Don't know what, and then we don't know what happened after that. But it's. I guess he came back eventually because Lilith was like, "We're going to reconnect," in episode two or whatever. No, episode four. Um, but yeah, her dad is exists. Yeah, and she she attacks uh, unintentionally attacks him when turning into the beast. That's like a past trauma that she's revisiting. Yeah, um, yeah. Dell. I think Dell will be. Uh, yeah, he, I think he's a prominent voice actor. I think he'll be uh, coming coming back. He'll here. be back. Yeah, he looks like a lumberjack. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good call. Um, the uh, we maybe about he's the in the construction thing. coven. We need oh. someone from the construction. By the way, Ida's mom was uh, beastkeeping, or she yes. like took took that up. So we did see beastkeeping a little bit with like the fire bees, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we didn't t- talk about Kiki more in the hand dragon in Hunting Palisman. Oh um, yeah, she's Dragon's crazy. Cool. <laughs> we yeah, just talked about her. Is terrifying. She's insane. I love her. I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's great. And then she's she's yeah very focused on uh, Hunter and Eclipse Lake. So I wonder if she knows his name because she keeps calling him Golden Guard. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. But yeah, that you know the thing is like probably she does not have to worry about Hunter like taking her place because yeah. that's not yeah. what he's for. He's a child. <laughs> also, yeah, I mean, there are different plans in store for him that she would not be able to fulfill. Yeah, presumably. Yeah, well, it, Kiki more will be interesting when she like learns more of the truth with Bellows because probably a lot's being hidden from her. How will she react to, to that? Mm-hmm. Um, Allie, anything else? Um, no, I mean this. It, there's so much to unpack. Still, I feel like we covered everything at least basically. But I'm very excited to see what's going to happen in season two, and I'm just I'm ready for what? What's the line? This mama is ready for trauma because <laughs> it's going to be the worst half. 
I mean, not worse in like the bad way, but Dana's like kept saying like, um, strap in for the second half because it's a doozy. Don't quote. That's not. I'm not quoting. How her. much faster pace can it be? These were like. I, that's okay. the thing because yeah, there's now a total of 14 episodes left, like completely, yeah. including the specials. Yeah, yeah, that's not a lot. So, but I mean, we've there's been so much in just these five exactly. episodes so, it's gonna be a speed run from here on out i was like is it so much that like is everything just gonna move like rapidly or are we just gonna get like bombarded with information and things like that so mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. it could be both yeah, yeah. they it's, tend I to think do the... a good balance of that most of the time hmm. i think these episodes are speed run these like six to ten but that being, i don't think i don't think yesterday's lie really was and i don't think episode eight felt like that yeah. Um, so it is like a, a, a balance. Um, I know I'm I'm cool with like I love these episodes so much. I'm cool with them speed running. Like uh, this has been fun. It's a fun journey. It's yeah. Very fun. Let's go. <laughs> Roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts, April? No. Just. <laughs> I'm, no. It, I'm enjoying <laughs> all of this so much. Women of color supremacy. Because yeah, Mila is amazing. <laughs> And I, uh, I'm yeah. I'm here for Hunter being a Grimwalker. So yes, okay, April's on board already. Good. Yeah, after the picture and take convincing. Yeah, the picture really helped sell it. And then just like as we, you guys were describing things to me, I was like, oh man, he totally is. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I'm, totally. He is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I I like that it's like it's for, for, like when you introduce a character midway through it sometimes it's like why weren't they there from the beginning well it's like oh this is a character what's like for Bellows's purpose as we learn mm-hmm. more of his plan like I like I like that being his role for this 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 season two type character I think I think it's really fun yeah um, yeah I'm really excited for the plot stuff I mean. I like honestly wasn't too invested in the mythology plot of of Owl House in season one. I mean, we did a theories podcast between seasons, but honestly, I wasn't like super hype or anything. It was just like kind of interesting. Now I'm very interested. Like this is the show I'm the most interested in the mythology. This is a huge improvement for me. Um, with yeah, because the they're everything giving doing. us more hints. Yeah, like, they've done a great job with that. The thing, like they're actually giving us like mythology we just know a lot more yeah we really yeah. didn't know that much um but i feel and like also, in season one we didn't really need it yeah like, they were more they're more focused on characters, characters season yeah. ones always are yeah um and you know now we're kicking into gear it's very fun we'll see when we get episodes 11 to 21 what do you no call word. something that's stressful fun because that's how i feel about this <laughs> stressful slash fun yeah yeah there's got to be a word for that. Uh, yeah, is, is it? Yeah, I think that's that's the. It's the good kind. <laughs> good kind. Yeah. It's so anxious. Uh, <laughs> anxious. Anxious in a good way. Yeah. Uh, my prediction is November for when we'll be back, but we will see. That has not been announced. That would be October. So soon. Yeah, and October, I... November would be very soon, but I do think they're far enough along in production. Just depends what Disney feels like doing. So we I like need time to recover. I want more, but I also need to breathe for a minute because that's a lot. Yeah, I'm cool with like two, three months of speculation, but you know, like then I'm you know let's let's do it. Let's, but you see 2022, or do you don't you don't think they'll wait that long? Um, I don't think it'll I, be no, that I th- long. Look, no, I mean, like, sh- no, shows have waited. It, it's it's been that long in the past, but uh, I do think they're far enough long that they could no. air it this year if Disney wants to. Just knowing Disney, th- like they're gonna latch on the fact that like this is it's about witches now. and it's gonna come back in October. Halloween, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's gonna. But factor, there's the but ghost of Halloween. No, they totally in October. Do that, they, I will say they did air the 
the amphibia episode out of order on Halloween last year. So like oh, they, they it is I guess that is kind of a factor for them. But we'll see. I don't think there's oh, a Halloween it's special. One hundred percent a factor for them. <laughs> yeah, uh, this this whole show is a Halloween special. You don't need to but do a specific. Is it the it ghost of Molly act- McGee coming out in October? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yes. Molly McGee's in October. Yeah, so three shows um, that would be a lot. And also we'll <laughs> see when Ladybug is back because uh, Ladybug was airing back to back with Owl House, and now Ladybug went off the air on Disney US in the same week. So we'll see if uh, which yeah, which it'll comes be the same when. time. Yeah. So we'll be, uh, yeah, could be. So it'll be very interesting. We think episode 11, probably called Follies at the Coven Day Parade, not confirmed yet. So that's, could, it could be very fun. Uh, we will have Do you think sporadic... that'll be their date? <gasps> what? <gasps> oh, the date? Yeah, I think that's a great uh, a parade. Yeah, carnival that's a good time date. for Lumity to be dating. Aww. They can go so... on a Ferris wheel. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why they'd have Ferris and wheels. They can, in the there could be a, a tunnel of horrors instead of a tunnel of love. Tunnel yeah. of horrors. <laughs> they I go into a, be- a, a better tunnel experience. Yeah, That's what good. Amity's idea of love is. She's like, come like sword fight with me. Oh my god, love at first sword fight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, so we'll, I, like I said, I, if we do an LS podcast, I'm hoping it comes back soon, but like... Uh, I probably I do want to do a theories podcast. I have even more theories in mind than I said uh, here. So uh, I have a lot of research to do. You have some research to do. We will we'll get into all these potential theories in a mid season two theories podcast. Um, and uh, so look out for that. Make sure you subscribe to our Owl House or main podcast feed to not miss our future Owl House discussion. Um, as I mentioned, I think at the top of the podcast. Next podcast in two weeks will be our Ladybug. And that latest for episodes podcast, so stay tuned for that, and then we'll see after. So a lot to look forward to here um, as we move into the hiatus of the the Owl House, but hopefully not too long. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, consider supporting us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron podcast, OtakuGuy01, and thanks always to our patron executive producers, Steve Beatrice, Michael Infonition. And uh, yeah, if you uh, comment wherever you're listening for well, your thoughts on all our discussion, your thoughts on our theories, um, anything that we talked about, let us know um, what you're loving in Owl House, what you're looking forward to. Should be fun to continue to talk about Owl House into the rest of season two. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.